Cameron's really excited about this episode because we're talking Disney again. We're not talking Datney. <laughs> I'm quitting this podcast. <laughs> Wait, is that our actual intro? Sure. Uh, sure. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> Welcome everybody to List This, the show where Josh is about to say... What's up everybody and welcome back to List This, where we list and you listen. I'm Josh and as always I'm joined by... Cameron accidentally shaking the table. And Jim, who just took his elbows off the table. Alright. Alright. Cool. I also had my hands on the table. <laughs> I was going to ride that out, but I felt guilty. Uh, cool. What's going on, uh, listeners? Just said, what's up? This, uh, <laughs> what's up? What's going on? Hey, how's it going? How are y'all doing out there? Would you like to go to prom with me? Um, Have you guys ever noticed how when you peel an orange, it suddenly looks less appealing than it did before? All right, let's get this into our, week, like, our <laughs> list. <Yeah. laughs> let's, let's verbally run away from that. <laughs> uh, this week, we're doing top five Disney heroes. Or good guys, okay. or just mm. not... And everything in between. Not, not villains. villains. Yeah. Yep. Not the bad guys. We so, did that last week. Number five. Before Cameron makes any more terrible jokes, let's kick off our list at number five. Um, cool, I'm going to start with the number five that I've actually talked about this movie before on should start with number five. previous list. Um, but it's going to be uh, Jim Hawkins from uh, Treasure Planet, who is the main character of the story. Um, I am absolutely in love with Treasure Planet. I like Jim Hawkins was such a cool like character, such a cool kid, such a cool like uh, protagonist. Uh, it, it like it was one of those. I thought about putting him higher on my list, but there was other ones I, I liked a little bit more. I think. Um, I thought you were gonna say you're in love with Jim Hawkins. No, oh. I just like him a lot. He's really cool. But I wanted to be him. Like I wanted to be him as a kid. Like. Because he went on this big cool adventure. He was like right around my age when I like well from what I like I tell he's right around my age from when I like first watched the movie. So it's one of those like wow like you know I really want to be able to go on a big adventure like this. But yeah, plus it was to, just a fantastic movie. You want to be with him. You want to be beside him. Lay in yeah. the same beds. Sleep I mean it's together. Throw on a ring. This is getting into really weird. Yeah, <laughs> it's fine. I'm in love with Paul Rudd. Yeah, it's fine. that's fair. We did talk I mean, about it. Paul Rudd has nothing to do with this. <laughs> what we're talking about. But no, I mean I don't know. Jim Hawkins was. I mean, I, I mean, I didn't even, to be honest, I didn't even remember his name until looking up the list. I just always knew him as like the... Same here. Yeah. I just found his name. Like earlier today, I was looking again. Like, and, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, that's right. He's, yeah, so, but... Aren't they coming out with a new Treasure Planet movie? Like a live action or something? Um, or is it Treasure Island? Are they? Uh, or something? Treasure, they've remade Treasure Island like oh, yeah. thousands of times. This is my favorite rendition of it, though. Um, the Disney one? The Treasure Planet, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm looking up to see if that's true because I wouldn't mind seeing a live action. I think they could do it. They did like a live action Treasure Planet. There's a rumor that says Treasure Planet may be the next live action remake by Disney. That was in July. Um, you're also talking live action. It could be just like CGI. CGI action. Live action. Yeah, CGI action. CGI. Well, that, no, because that one you could actually have like actual people yeah. in it it's not like the lion king where there's literally no humans yeah. in that one and it's all just cgi'd animals you know that's a little bit different um obviously they're gonna the rock is gonna be in it somehow <laughs> yeah he's in every movie now yeah i don't know how it is but um he's yeah good. i don't know jim hawkins you know i i don't really have like too much to say except i just really enjoy his character a lot um 
Cool. And I think that's the reason why he's my number five. I can't put him in Benihara because I can't talk much about him. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. So going from space pirates to orphaned desert boys. Uh, Aladdin is my number five <laughs> choice. Um, so originally, I just want to say, originally I wasn't going to put Aladdin on my list because I think he's kind of whiny because he is kind of whiny. But I was looking through characters and someone made a really good point, which is that Aladdin is a very compassionate person and honestly one of the most compassionate out of like all the Disney heroes that pop up. He's very much about wanting to do things for the love of things. His whole his whole motivation for everything is literally love. Like it's not lust, it's not greed, it's not anything like that. It's literally like love for a place or for an idea or for a type of life he can have. Like it's it's just that type of experience. So I think in that way and how he strives towards that and tries to make the best out of every situation, I think that really makes him like a good hero in its own way. Even if you take out the plot of Aladdin. I actually thought about putting Aladdin on my dishonorable I See, didn't. Really. I kind of did too. But though, that's the thing. Just because when I think about it, like I like Aladdin. I like the character. He's he's interesting. He's fun to watch. But the movie takes place because he lies. Because he's like trying to trick Jasmine into being something that he's not. And I I felt that was enough to maybe put him on my dishonorable. But, he didn't make it, but that was my reason. But at the end of the day, he put he's able to put aside his own ego that he kind of gets from getting like these. I mean, literally godly powers yeah. with those wishes. And he's able to put aside his ego and realize that he was wrong, yeah. which I think is really important, especially when you look at the sequels of those films, too. Um, he he is still the same person in those films that he is at the end of the first one, which I think is important. They never yeah. go back. They never go back. He has a full arc that just keeps going, mm. which I also think is important. You don't see that a lot in movies. A lot of times you see a film, and that character is one way, and then you go see the next film, and they are the same way they were at the beginning of the last one, which doesn't usually make a lot of sense. Okay. Kind of like, like just to make a point, like going into the Dark Knight trilogy... Bruce Wayne is the exact same person at the beginning of The Dark Knight as he is at the beginning of Batman Begins. They have an arc in each movie, but that arc ends at the credits of yeah. each movie. So you don't see that a lot, even in good films. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and okay. I, I, I don't know. I completely... I like I like Aladdin, like the movie, but I think if I were to put anybody on, on my list, and this is probably going to be spoilers for who's not... It was going to be Genie, but I was like, there was other people I wanted to talk about more as like on the good guy list. I just, I just don't think Genie is really like a hero in any sense or like someone yeah, who really which is why does I didn't really like anything. Yeah. He kind of just they actually honestly a lot of times he messes up more than he does anything else. He's like he's the jokester, he's like the chaos in the film. Yeah. 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 So, okay. But yeah. Uh cool. My number 5 is going to be one that I need to make an argument about, I think. Um because he's not necessarily a hero but he has heroic actions um he's got a very small part but i put crush from finding nemo as my number five disney good guy why yeah because um first of all he's he's for me personally he's fun to watch i always grew up people called me like a california dude and so even though i'm from the south and so being able to see like that California dude turtle was really fun. But the fact that he takes, um, what's the guy, what's the dad's name? Marlon. Marlon and Dory and brings them into the, the current and everything and takes them where they need to find Nemo. Well, he doesn't bring them into the current. They end up in there. They, they end up yeah. in the current. He, he shows them. Yeah. I think, I think his biggest redeeming quality for this is that he plays a massive role in 
like their adventure and their like how they like perceive because they refer back to like the advice that mm-hmm. that is given. You know, and I think that plays like a massive role in like them later in the movie, and like it was a very viv- uh, pivotal point. I think in terms of father figures, he's a hero. Yeah, <laughs> that's <laughs> he does love Squirt. Also, yeah, Squirt so... survived, and sea turtles don't often. So yeah. there's a lot of sad. Um, and the fact that he is a sea turtle, and Marlin is able to bring that information to Nemo, who you know they've always wanted to see a sea turtle. Yeah. And I just thought that was, it kind of like strengthened their relationship a little bit. It's probably kind of far-fetched, but yeah. to a degree, you're like, oh, no, I get what you're saying like, oh, sweet, tell me about it. Yeah. That kind of thing, so. He's like the um, wise old man. He's literally actually the yeah. wise old man. Yeah, 150 years and still young. 150 years, 150 miles per hour. That's, yep. that's good old crush. <laughs> He's crushing it. <laughs> Damn. All right. <laughs> that was a shell of a joke. <laughs> Is it time to go on? All right. Moving on to the number four pick. Um, it is going to be, he's not, I think Josh and I kind of, or we talked about this in our little group chat earlier, is he, he's not the main focus of the movie, but I definitely think he fits this like good guy, um, hero, you know, type of deal that we're doing here, but it's going to be Pacha from The Emperor's New Groove, who's essentially the father that goes on the adventure with Cusco. And um, I don't know, he, he deals with so much of Cusco's crap. You know, he's doing all this for, like, he is for, like, such a selfless reason because he's doing it for his family. He's doing it for to try to keep his, you know, his, his home um, and to try to keep it out of the hands of someone like Cusco who could be argued as one of the villains of that movie because he is such a terrible... I mean, yes, he has his, like, whole big you know, like change of heart and character at the end of the movie. But like, really, if it wasn't for him, they wouldn't be going on that adventure anyways. And someone like Azima wouldn't be trying to kill Cusco and take, take it over. But, um, I don't know. Pacha was always just kind of a, like a really cool, really cool figure. Plus I enjoyed the voice actor that played him. I think it was a very fitting, uh, fitting voice and character for him. John Goodman. Yep. Yeah, I totally agree. He's definitely the hero of that um, film. And whereas we've talked about it in the last episode, or the last Disney episode we did, uh, where Cusco is actually definitely one of the villains of that film. And you have this very sweet-hearted man who just wants a better life for his family. And honestly, he's not even asking for much. He's just asking for a little bit so that he can make a better life. He just wants family. to keep his beautiful home on top of the beautiful hill where he can see the beautiful sunset. I mean, what else yeah. is there to like... He's an alpaca. Or a llama. What is he? Cusco? Yeah. He's a llama. He's a llama. Were you trying to make an alpaca joke? No. Alpaca? Oh. That's what I... An alpaca no, but I, I totally oh. missed that. <laughs> I missed that opportunity. Yeah, you did. That's what I thought you were going when you said alpaca. Nope. Good number four, Jim. Let's move on to Cameron's number four. Cameron lost his phone. Okay. Uh... <laughs> You can cut that out, by the way. <laughs> I don't think I want to. Yeah. I want everyone to know what's going on. Moving on to number four here. Uh, I'm going with a completely different choice than what my last one was, and for a completely different reason. Uh, my number four pick is Mulan from the movie Mulan. Mulan. Both of God, like, never Do they often name their films after their titular characters? Do they, they do that? They, uh, they do that? No, not that often, actually. Do they not? No. I mean, if you can think about, like, any of the ones on our list so far. 
Where's my phone? <laughs> it's underneath you. Oh, dude, nice. Oh. Um, so Mulan. Yeah, so Mulan. Uh, since Josh lost movie, his Mulan. phone beneath him. Um, so the reason really, why I really, really like this character is, I mean, it's a lot of obvious reasons. It's like the whole point of the film, which is that she, to protect her family, she goes out and risks her entire life to save the country and to save her family, but mostly to save her father. It's it's all again. We're talking about something that's completely unselfish. It's it's not. It doesn't really have anything to do with her. It has to do with her saving people from the very beginning. Because regardless of how that movie were like would have played out or whatever, even if multiple people had died by the end of it, her father would have lived, which is the whole point of the film. Yeah. So. I think it's a really, really interesting film for that purpose. We kind of talked about that film a little bit. There's not really a lot of villains in that film. Mm-hmm. We talked. I think the Mongols were on my dishonorable, dishonorable yeah, um, because they're not really super interesting. But Mulan makes that film interesting, and then of course, like the side characters also help her. And in a way, kind of like what we talked about on our comic book episode, sometimes you have helpers that are kind of your superpowers um and in her own way that's what the dragon and the cricket are is they're like her yeah. superpowers they're the mushu things, yeah mushu and what's the cricket's name the cricket is it just the cricket i, I, no I feel like it really has a name <laughs> i think it does uh cricky is it cricky Cricky. it is cricky you are correct is it cricky yeah, it is <laughs> thanks disney <laughs> Wow, I didn't think that was Cricky. Yep, it's C R I dash K E E. Cricky. All right. Well, that. <laughs> I'm sorry. I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> um, but though they help her, they help give her confidence. They help also do things like keep people away from her. Like for instance, she's bathing in the lake, and they can't let anyone see her, so they're warning her. Um, those two characters are also excluded from the new movie which doesn't look very good to me. But no it, it looks like it's lost all of its heart. And it it's, looks like it's going to be a PG war film. And I don't need a PG war film. That makes no sense to me. Um, but the old one, she is, again, completely selfless. She's extremely strong-willed. Uh, and at the end of the day, she just never stops. Even when she's kicked out of the military and she's literally just a mercenary, she keeps going. This is probably a good time, since I don't really have much to say about Mulan in general, to bring up the poll. Because you mentioned both things that were in the poll. Uh, (laughs) Aladdin and Mulan. Didn't mean to do that. We talked about... Yes, you did. No, I Uh, I honestly didn't realize that I had done that. Uh, We asked, what was your... Who's your favorite uh, Disney good guy or Disney hero? And Mulan got 100% of the votes. Nobody likes Aladdin. No. I mean, like we said, he's kind of whiny. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But Mulan's not. She's an extremely strong person. And also, yep. she was one of the first female characters in an animated Disney film that actually had her own ideals and mindset and adventure without mm. interference from other people. No matter how many times people literally knock her down, she gets right back up. So, yeah. that she, she's also a great example in that sense. And a great pathway into what would take a very long time, but slowly what we've moved into now in filmmaking where we're finally getting stronger female characters. It should have started then, but at least we're kind of getting it now. All right. So, hey guys. Uh, My number four is going to be kind of an oddball, I think. It's one of the, I don't want to say lesser known movies, but it's from Big Hero 6. 
Okay. It's uh, it's Hiro Hamada. Which is like the main character. I've never actually had a chance to watch that one either. <clears throat> you should. That one came out right around the same time as Frozen, I think. Did it? Which I was like watching almost no movies at the time, so... I'm still kind of sad Disney didn't come out with a movie called Frozone instead. I would have much rather watched that. <laughs> Josh, <laughs> let's talk more about your pick. <laughs> my pick is Frozone. <laughs> I'm changing my pick. No, uh, so I chose Hiro Homada because he is kind of, to me, like the quintessential hero without being like... Uh, an egotistical hero. He's out for... So, his brother was killed in an explosion. Spoilers. It's in the very beginning of the movie. It happens like 25 minutes into the movie. Oh, does it? Yeah, it actually takes a lot longer than I was expecting okay. it to. It, I don't know if it's 25 minutes, but it is actually a pretty it's decent a while, way yeah. through the it's film. It's been a while since I've seen it. Yeah, I, I watched it a couple of months ago, I feel like, or maybe like half a year ago. I, it wasn't as good as I wanted it to be, but the character is a good hero. Mm-hmm. I will say that. Um, keep going, though. Yeah. Uh, it was 2014. You had five years to watch it, so I don't, I don't care about that spoiler. Um, his brother is killed, and he basically teams up with his brother's friends and... Uh, try to hunt down like the evil things that are going on there. They have these microbots, and there's this person that's like mass producing them and kind of, I think she's trying to like take over the city, which is called, I thought this was neat. It's San Francisco, which is basically like San Francisco and Tokyo mixed. Oh, yeah. San, oh. San yeah. Fran, anyway, <laughs> San Francisco, I guess would be how you'd say it. Anyway. I want to hear all of your different pronunciations. I do too. I'm actually really invested in this now. Um, but just the fact that he's like, he's got a pure heart. He's got a real goal. He's got a good arc. Um, he takes Baymax, which is like a, um, it's like a medical bot that his brother created. Um, he like hurt his foot or something like that. So we created this bot. Uh, they're a very smart family. They're both highly technically advanced. They go to like a, like a super tech school or something like that. And uh, his brother created this robot, and so he takes the robot and, like, replaces the medical chip with, like, a different chip and basically makes it, like, a superhero type thing or, like, a friend that tries, you know, tries to defend him. So he builds him armor and all this stuff. It's just really cool um, to watch the progression. And like I said, he's a, he's a good character because he's, he's, uh, he's I think he's relatable. Because, like, I have a brother. If anything ever happened to my brother... That was sketchy. I would want to get to the bottom of it, kind yeah. of thing. So, um, I don't know. Yeah, no, I mean he's good. I, yeah, I don't really have too much to say. I mean, yeah, it is a definitely overlooked Disney film. Um, I didn't enjoy it a whole ton, but I know there's actually quite a few people that do really like it. Mm. Um, and the the characters themselves are cool, and the yeah. world's kind of cool. I will say that. Yep. So. Everything about the movie, right? That's what you're getting at? No, no. I think the oh. plot is rehashed, <laughs> and I think all the villain characters are pointless and yeah. one-dimensional. Okay. But the heroes and the world they're in are kind of interesting. So. And it's neat that they included, like, a kind of an inanimate object that has, like, a personality, kind of. Yeah. Instead of just doing, like, a monster or, like, another person, they did, like, this, this thing. Hmm. Oh, that was interesting. Number three. Cool. Um, yeah, no. Uh, 
just moving right into my number three, I guess, <laughs> for like the worst segue in the world, um, is uh, going to be Milo from Atlantis. I don't really know how to how else to introduce um, him, but he's essentially the main character from the movie Atlantis. And it's another one where it was kind of, it, it falls along the same lines as um, as Treasure Planet does, because it's like shot very much like the same style. Um, and it's just a real cool adventure to watch this guy go on. Um, he's very wholesome. Um, so he gets like actually tricked in the end. If anyone who hasn't seen the movie, he ends up getting screwed over by the crew that he's with because they have ulterior motives. He's literally just there for the science and the discovery. And he's very, I don't want to say naive and innocent, but he's very, he's got very innocent qualities where like I said, he's, he's doesn't see the evil behind the crew that he's with. He, he just wants to explore. He just wants to learn. He finally gets this opportunity. He finally gets this blessing to go out there and discover something that no one's ever discovered before and just to see his excitement and and all that is just really really fun and really fascinating um he becomes it's very kind of avatar-esque where he becomes part of the world that they found and he ends up helping this world take out the guys who are trying to overtake the world so if you've seen avatar it's essentially the same idea as as uh um atlantis just was done way before Atlantis was done before Avatar was, but... He has a lava dog? What? Says he has a lava dog. I think he does in the second one. It's like Milo's Return or something like that. I don't know what... The second one is not very good. No, it wasn't as good as the first one, for (laughs) sure. The first one is really good, though. And Milo's an interesting hero because he's that hero that doesn't really want to be that at the very beginning. He's just an archaeologist, basically, and or a historian or whatever. Um... My cat has a lot to say about this. Yeah, he, uh, apparently he agrees with us. <laughs> I'm glad you like the movie. Uh, but <laughs> he's he's a really interesting character. He's just that standard, doesn't want to be the hero, but at the end becomes the hero because of the situation he finds himself in. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's a good movie, though. The it's a fantastic movie. Very I love the first one, yeah. I would love to see a live action of I that have one. seen like people like uh, casting. Aquaman. No, that's not... Different Atlantis. Anyway, I've seen people like like make mock casts of yeah. Atlantis, and it's like fantastic. Like they're just the people that they like pick. So if they would actually able to get some of those people, like I think like Danny DeVito for like the uh, uh, like the mole. Yeah, the mole guy was was like was great. Um, I can't remember some of the other ones that they did, but it was it was fantastic. Yeah. So I would love to see a live action of that one as well. Yeah, it's a good. All right, so for my number three. Um... This is kind of a similar thing to, like, the idea of a hero being thrown into a world that they didn't really necessarily want to be thrown into, but they're thrown into it so young that they become part of that world, which is Tarzan. Um, I thought you were going Jack Skellington. No. Uh, <laughs> but I'm going with Tarzan because, for one, his beginning is brutal. I mean, it's, it's extremely brutal. He's very lucky to have not been killed by a jaguar. Um... Jim just got up. And Jim just like, <laughs> just like stood like up. Like he's possessed. Like he just stood up and like walked away and then came right back. I'm sorry. I just sneezed, but I don't want to pause the episode again. So I was going to go quietly sure. sneeze in the corner. I thought there was I thought like something going on. I don't know. was like, I hate Tarzan. I, just, I thought we just like lost him for a minute. Jim, stay away from the balcony. Jim, Jim. <laughs> sorry. God, tonight has been a You were mess. so... <laughs> this is just... You were so deep into Tarzan's the like best horrible part, like, beginning. The best part is none of us have been drinking. <laughs> <laughs> so there's no excuse. 
Oh my god. Okay. Tarzan's anyway. horrible beginning. Again. Tarzan. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so he <laughs> manages to make the most out of the situation. He he's thrust into a world and he has to grow up there and it's harsh and it's a tough environment. His adopted dad doesn't like him. He was his adopted dad is forced to even have him. Yeah. So he's constantly out for the approval of this person, which I think is something that like a lot of people, you know, they're trying to get approval from someone out there. And I, I think it just resonates in that same way, but it just in a way worse environment. It's a really dangerous place that he's in. Um but he befriends other outcasts from their own environments. The, the elephant is not really a part of his people. And the monkey is definitely looked at as like a weirdo. So it's just interesting to see kind of these weird outcasts come together. And at the end of the day, he has to try to, he has to choose whether or not he wants to adapt or stay with his people. And he chooses to stay with his people. Spoiler alert. But yeah, it's only been like 30 years. Oh, so. man. <laughs> But I really love Tarzan. Um, is George of the Jungle based off of Tarzan? <laughs> I think it's a satire. Okay. Yeah. I've always George thought it's a satire. Jungle. If it's not a satire, I mean, I don't think it's a satire of the Disney film. I think it's a satire of Tarzan, like the original book. Okay. But, um, or the original TV series. Um, I know that has like nothing to do with, well, it's like. No, I mean, that's fair because Brendan Fraser is amazing, but, <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's a little bit different. The monkey that you were talking about, was that the Rosie O'Donnell? Like, yeah. yeah. Yep, oh, that God. <laughs> that was before I was old enough to know that uh, that, that was Rosie O'Donnell. Yeah. So, haven't watched Looking back, I can't see the characters. Same thing. Yeah. No. Don't really like Rosie O'Donnell. If anyone has a cut of that film without the monkey, I will watch that. But, yeah. No, I, I agree. Tarzan is, uh, I don't know, he's a very interesting character to watch him so quickly learn how to become human even though he was raised around a bunch of apes and stuff mm-hmm. um but i don't know it, it's really cool to see his his adventure and his his growth through that movie i think it's interesting too i'll just leave off by saying i think it's really interesting we don't often see a hero who kind of doesn't get anything at the end at the end of the day he doesn't get anything he really doesn't gain what he wants he de- he gets the girl i was gonna say i was like he gets jane he gets the girl but he never really gets his father's approval completely i mean his father dies because of an action that he took i think he dies if i remember but doesn't right. doesn't his father like give him like an approval and approval at that point to where he he's does like, in a way, but it you were took, better than it I thought. Took it took him messing up to the point that his father died to finally get that approval, and then he doesn't get to live with that approval because his father's now dead. So he gets one second of it, but yeah. but he kills the jaguar that killed his actual parents, and I think that's crazy because even in that moment, he doesn't care about the jaguar. He cares about his adopted dad's approval, and I think that's a really interesting story point. So I think he's a more interesting character than a lot of the heroes yeah. that I find. It's gonna. It's kind of dark, but uh, I like films like that. Oh, I love like films the not. Like that. Yeah. You know, like it's a happy ending, but at a cost. Yeah, and I think that's. It's definitely more realistic than just being like everybody just Everyone's came out of it unscathed yeah. and lived happily ever after. Because that's not life. That's not yeah. how like life works all the yeah. time. Yeah. I mean, I can't remember where the rule comes from, but there's a rule in storytelling that is in order for a character to actually have changed or for the story to have gone somewhere, you have to have lost something. Yeah. And Tarzan actually loses a lot. Yeah. He loses a whole bunch. I must say that's a very big like thing in like the I can't remember what it was like the big story. You have yeah. like essentially like a story circle where right. everything happens. Mm-hmm. Like you see the entire timeline of the story happening on the circle and one of the points on that is like the uh where you pass on into 
like you pass over into oh god i can't remember it's like all escaping right now but it's really cool to actually like, learn yeah it's it. like one of those story diagrams if yeah you look at one yeah. of the story diagrams you'll know I mean, kind of what we're talking about but, dark dark night of the soul is the one that comes to mind for me it's yeah. like where they lose everything mm-hmm. it's like the bottom rock yeah. bottom except for it to me tarzan kind of ends on that which yeah. is not always how films work yeah so my number three is going to be <clears throat> one that I hope you guys have seen because we've been saying films that neither of us have seen. Uh, I haven't seen Atlantis or Treasure Planet. Planet? Yeah. I think, so, the only I think one. you should huh? see those ones. You those should ones are see both fantastic. of those because those are two watch, of the best Disney films. If you films. watch none of the other movies on our list, watch one of those two, if not both. I do agree. So my number three... <laughs> It's going to be Treasure Planet. Oh, I'm just kidding. Oh, uh, I was going to be like, what the fuck? <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> uh, it's going to be... So she's not... She's not really a hero the Who more I thought. Who is it? <laughs> Come I'm on. I'm building it up. Come on, Cameron. <laughs> um, it's going to be Merida from Brave. Okay. I've never seen that. Um, have you seen Brave? Yes, I've seen Brave. Brave is great. Why haven't you seen you Why seen hasn't you seen Treasure Planet? That's or also like a good point. <laughs> You should have seen it, though. Stop trying to, to reflect your... <laughs> I would just like to say that apparently I've seen more Disney movies than both of you, but I, I like you Disney have, less. You, yeah. so. Disney. I think you watched it just so you could criticize Disney. Probably. <laughs> like, you were such a shit company, but well, you make decent movies. I love all three of those movies we just said. Yeah, that's so. what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, Merida from Brave. Yeah, keep going. Um... The reason that I say I don't really think she's a hero is because she's kind of like the Elsa character in the movie where she brings on the events that happen because she, uh, sorry Jim, because she goes to the witch and she wants to change her fate, which ultimately drives everything and uh, turns your mom into a bear, which, you know, none of that would have ever happened had she not gone and found this witch and wanted to I think what you're her. saying is no child wants that kind of bear hug <laughs> I hate you so much <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think she's a cool character because I don't know They, to my knowledge they've never done like a Scottish Celtic character and I thought that was really cool she has a bow and arrow that she learns to use throughout the movie. Uh-huh. So she's doing these things that are out of character for like a Disney princess, if you will. Um, and just venturing. She The reason that I think she is a hero is because she learns very quickly like the results of her actions and she works to correct them. And so she kind of starts on this journey like, oh, I messed up. I need to seek out this thing to make it right. And so that's why I kind of think her selfishness of wanting to change her fate sets her on that heroic journey, unfortunately. Is it selfishness if someone has your fate set out for you, That's though? fair. That's that what fair. I want to ask yeah, about Yeah, she that. is, like, she is... She's not promised to marry, like it's a it's an arranged marriage. Okay. So it's one of those where she wants to get out of it. She doesn't love this person, so she goes to find someone to change that. Yeah. Yeah, there's and a lot the, that goes into it. I mean, I highly recommend seeing it. Yeah, it is oh, that's another one, one of my best Disney films. Yeah. And involving a princess is probably definitely like in the top three of yeah. the best Disney films yeah. in that case. Yeah. But, so I've always yeah. heard that's like a really underrated like movie. Oh, it's so oh, yeah. Yeah. underrated, it and I don't know how it flew under the radar like it did. Yeah. So it did really well. It did 540 million dollars. 
So it did really well. It just, I don't know, it wasn't, like I said, it wasn't one of those typical princess movies. So I think it, it kind of just, Disney was kind of just like, okay, we yeah. have this, you know, it made money, but it's not like a damsel. Unfortunately, there's a lot, yeah, there's a lot of those movies that, that are like that, that fly so far under the radar and mm. there's like such hidden gems. It's the same thing with like Princess and the Frog. Yeah, Princess and the that's Frog a, that's was not exactly like a what damsel in distress, so to speak. But it was a fantastic movie and nobody really like, you yeah, know, I feel yeah. like not enough people talk about it, but. Um, so yeah, Merida, plus it was like the first redheaded, I think. It was, uh, let me pull it back up. It was the first female director of a feature-length film for Pixar. Huh. So that's also kind of like a, a, yeah. a big uh, milestone. Um, and yeah, I would highly recommend it. I don't have much else to say. No, that's no. fine. Yeah. Number so, two. Uh, but it's funny that you mentioned that your character is a redhead, because my number two pick is also a redhead. It's Wreck-It Ralph. Um, from the movie Wreck-It Ralph. <laughs> I know I threw you off a little is bit, didn't redhead? I? Yeah, huh. yeah, he is totally, uh, totally redhead. Um, his brown hair. <laughs> I almost started typing redhead. Um, no, but Wreck It Ralph though is I I really enjoy just that movie as a whole. Totally has brown um, hair. Okay, what I are guess you talking I, about <laughs> it's like a reddish brown, I guess. To yeah, be fair. in some lights it's reddish. Yeah. So, anyways, but Wreck It Ralph, uh, I don't know. He was really he was really kind of a cool character. I enjoyed the movie as a whole. Um, but I thought he was one of the more fun characters I think we've seen in like recent movies and like a lot of like the recent Disney Pixar stuff. He was real kind of trying to just, I don't know, he, I mean the whole movie is set off because he gets bored. He gets tired of being part of a game that's like all he does is like, he even says it, they even say it in the game, he's like, I'm a bad guy, but that doesn't mean I'm a bad guy. Like, you know. Uh, and so he's just trying to set out to not be like yeah, that's he, the Street Fighter character. Yeah, yeah, that. it's really funny. He says <laughs> the accent to it is great. He's like, that's just because you are a bad guy doesn't mean you are a bad it, guy. Was yeah. it M Bison? No, no, I don't uh, remember. I can't remember what his name is. That that line is one of my favorite lines from any film. Yeah, I love that. I use that all the time when I'm talking about villains because. Yeah. I just true. think that scene is funny because he's sitting there with like Bowser. I think is in that like that scene as well. He's sitting there with a bunch of villains because they're having like they have this uh, almost like an like a uh, like an AA meeting yeah, <laughs> for like bad for guys. Villains. It's yeah. villains anonymous. It's <laughs> yeah. a VA. Meeting. So it's yeah. it's super funny, but like I don't know. Like he's just he's setting out to just try to not be. He wants to be the hero of something. Um, was it him? Yeah. It yeah, that's him. Like Zangief. Yeah, Zangief. Yeah, there it is. Yeah, Zangief. Um, he just wants to be the hero of his own. He just wants to be the hero. And it, it, in the end, he learns that, like, you know, he he's valued, even though he plays. He's supposed to play the enemy, and they have fun while they're they're doing this now at the end. Um, but the the like the villains characters, I think, are all the townspeople that live in that building. In a way, I actually really appreciate the film because they took a character who is in their world a villain, right, um, in the world they inhabit, and even though he doesn't want to be a villain, a lot of times when you do characters like that, you see people where they're like, well, we've got to make people connect to him, so we'll just make the actual hero just a jerk, and we'll just make them attack them and be rude to them. But the guy who actually is going up against Rick at Ralph in the game yeah. is really Fix nice it Felix. Yeah. yeah, Fix-It Felix is actually a great character. He's super nice. He's super supportive of Ralph, and you don't see a lot of those kind of dynamics. It's more like, a, it's more like they're acting every single time someone turns on the game. They're, they're playing yes. out the stage play. Yes, but when he's with like the townspeople, then he becomes kind of that whole... And that's kind of something I relate to like 
not relate to, but like, you know, I relate, I have experiences with people who do that kind of stuff who are like, they're cool with you when it's just you and them. But then when they're surrounded by other people, they're a completely different person. And that's what Fix It Felix was for me. Like, I don't know why he looked at me like 90% of that. <laughs> because I'm trying to tell you something. I'm just kidding. No, no, no. Just, I have two people to look at here. Like, like I gotta pick like, one. Yeah, they yeah. hang out with me when it's uh, convenient and uh, yeah. just like staring me um, down. No, and that was, that was my biggest thing for, for Felix. Is that he he was that type of person. I I kind of chalk that up to um, Ralph's impression of the world around him a little bit too, though. We are seeing a majority of the movie through his eyes. There's a brief period where we see it through Sarah Silverman's character's eyes, through the Candyland yeah. girl. Um, and but Vanilla mostly, but mostly we're seeing it through Wreck-It Ralph's <laughs> eyes, which is why Sorry, some things, which is why some things are so aggressive compared okay. to situations where they wouldn't be. So that's kind of how I take it. Doesn't mean it's necessarily how it happens. Yeah. It's one of those impressions that you get from a film. But yeah, he's a good character. I think one of the most interesting things is to see the like the the love story happen between like Felix and that like badass like alien shooter. Uh, yeah. You know who I'm talking about? Josh, you look Asteroids? confused. No, 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 no. She's like, it's like a... Yep. Felix falls in love <laughs> with, with asteroids. <laughs> He's like, man, I've got this hammer and I like breaking things. Yeah. And just asteroids no, are everywhere. It. Um, He's fixed it, Felix. I like... How do you fix an asteroid? Fix it, Felix. Into like a... I like that... <laughs> what? It's the chess dance that's getting me. Do people fix can't it, see Felix. that? Ooh, ooh. Fix it, Felix. Ooh, ooh. Can we move on? Can I mention something? What do you want to say? <laughs> uh, I like that the movie is kind of like the hero's journey on the nose, but they do it really well. It's like a person who is literally on a journey to be a hero. Yeah. Whereas most of the hero movies they're kind of reluctant on taking that heroic uh, burden and Ralph like is actively seeking out that, that yeah. burden. And I think that's an interesting way to go about doing a story. And it's like a breath of fresh air in all of those hero stories. Yeah. Plus it it's was, like video games. Everybody was, likes video yeah, games. I mean, we see like, we, stuff, we see poor Qbert who's like sitting on the corner begging and he ends up like helping Qbert at the end by putting him in his game. But you mean cute Bert. Oh, now that was good. Thanks. Anyways, yeah, Racket Ralph, one of my all-time favorite like recent Disney movies, I guess. Cool. I'm gonna skip Cameron. My skip. number two here <laughs> is uh, one of the most villainous heroes, oh. and I love him to death. He's a chaotic little maniac, and he can have four arms if he wants them. Uh, <laughs> I'm loving the reaction to his face, which is why I'm just, not saying anything. I immediately was like Goro. <laughs> <laughs> No, but if he was a love child of Goro, I wouldn't be surprised. I'm talking about Stitch. Nice. I love okay. Stitch. Okay. So the reason why I put him on the hero list, he's kind of, again, like that chaotic character. But at the end of the day, he is absolutely a hero. And as those as that story progresses through later films and through the TV show, he becomes even more of a hero because I he's actually just show. searching. The TV show is actually better than it deserved to be. Like, it's <laughs> yeah, so, it's so yeah. good. But he actually he becomes all about family. And I, I yeah, love that about Stitch because he's he's someone who starts out completely alone in the world. He didn't ask to be created. He didn't ask to exist. And because of that, he's sour to everybody. Would you stop but, describing me, Cameron? But the whole time, <laughs> but the whole time, Jim, I'm Stitch wants <laughs> to be loved. That's. <laughs> I think I just saw a tear come out of Jim's eye. <laughs> 
<laughs> but Stitch, Stitch, I think is amazing. Um, I'm not, I'm not gonna lie right now. Okay, I'm getting an angry text from my girlfriend right now because she can hear us doing this podcast. Uh, she's saying that Nani is one of the best heroes in there, and honestly, <laughs> had I thought about Nani. I would have I would have combined the two because I think Nani is also a true hero. Her parents pass away. They never really say what happens, but what we know is that she's thrown into a tough situation and Nani makes the most out of it by loving her sister the best way she can and handling tough situations. So I'm going to say that because I do agree actually Nani is a great hero and I if I had thought about it, she might have actually made my list instead of someone else. Um but going back into Stitch I love that Stitch, he is not a bad guy at all. He's not a bad alien. He's not an evil creature. He literally just wants a family, but he doesn't know completely that's what he wants. And also, he doesn't necessarily think that's ever going to be what he wants. And there's even really harsh lines in there where the doctor that created him says, you'll never be a part of a family because you're not like them. Um, So I I really love... um, that aspect of the character. I just think Stitch is a great hero at the end of the day. And then the him rescuing his cousins later on down the line in the story arc, uh, if you've never seen the show or the, or the second movie, he eventually becomes about the fact that he has, because he's experiment 626. So he has a ton of other experiments before him. I think that's what I loved about the show, is they were showing a lot of the other experiments. Yes. That, and like, just, and, they all had so many different personalities. Well, and it, my favorite thing is he doesn't go hunt them down because he's like, I'm the only one that can be here, or like, I'm going to have to take them out if they what become bad. It's, it's all about... But he, like, I would totally be fine if they did that, but they did it better because it's about the fact that he doesn't want them to feel alone like he did. And I think that's where he's truly a hero. So that's why Stitch is my yeah. number two. That dumb little not dog looking thing. I don't know how anyone got dog out of that. Did you say Highlander? Yeah, because he's the only one. Yeah, yeah. Got it. A little, little later in the episode. A little bit. You looked at me and reacted. That was like you understood. Like yeah, Yeah. you looked at me and reacted. Was still talking, and I didn't want to interrupt him with a stupid Highlander (laughs) reference. Yeah, thanks, Josh. Yeah, You're Josh. Welcome. Jeez. So the lonely Stitch man is my number two. Jeez. I still need friends to play video games with. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Jim's like, why am I here? Um, my number two is going to be a movie that I've seen multiple times. Uh, I love it. I didn't realize it was a Disney movie until recently. Um, it's going to be Judy Hopps from Zootopia. Okay. Yeah, I love that movie, actually. Have you seen Zootopia? Really? Well, okay, that's not true. I... Either you've seen it or you haven't I, seen it. <laughs> What's like the in-between here? The in-between is I was in a room where it played the entire time on a projector and it's like in your face, but did I watch it? Oh, no. that's fair. So, so you were in a going. movie theater and you weren't paying attention? Is that no, I, was, yeah, like? I was in my parents' living room and I didn't pay attention. I don't, oh. My sister really liked it. but I've So have it's, I seen it? No. Yeah. <laughs> have I seen it? Well, I just said yes, but have I watched <laughs> it? Have I watched it? No, it's no, I actually it. it's actually very topical, which was interesting too. Yeah. Like you know how they were able to like play on a lot of like current. It's funny because we were watching it, I think two days ago or something like that. My wife like just walked by, and there was so it's about a bunny who wants to become a cop, and everything is against her. Yeah, yeah, and everybody's like a bunny can't be a cop, and then there's like. 
everybody's racist against foxes for some reason. But like there was some some scene where they were like doing something and it was like, oh, we don't like your kind or something like that. And my wife walked through and she's like, this movie is really racist. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, it was... it's not it's it's not racist. It's like like you said, it's topical. It's covering that the minority. Yeah, it's like a different thing. animal than what people are used to. Yeah. I think it's interesting how Bunny couldn't be a cop, but yet they had like a fat leopard yeah. who just sat behind a desk like yeah. all day. Um, but I did, I did enjoy it, um, if not only for Jason Bateman, who plays the the fox. Yeah. Who's um, always great. I and, love Jason Bateman. And remind me again, have you watched Arrested Development, the show that made him? Ooh. No. No, he hasn't. I have seen Extract by Mike Judge, which is also great. Have you seen Arrested Development, the show that made him? I've also seen Game Night, which is about board games. But it's um. not the show that made him. <laughs> I actually, so going back to with Josh, Josh's pick, um, I almost put The Fox on my list. Like, I wouldn't see him as a hero, though. But I mean, he becomes like a better person in the end. Like He kind of yeah. goes through a little bit of that hero arc somewhat kind of, of like yeah. you know the 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 changing of you know like the personality and like becoming like what he needs to at the end because like that there's the reason like the movie put like you know they put him in there is because yeah. you can like see the good in him even though he's doesn't exactly do well when they go on the lift and everything and he tells her the like he finally opens up to yeah. her and tells her his backstory yeah <clears throat> i do agree yeah there is a point where <clears throat> i think that he is afraid to let people in yeah. And so that's kind of the thing. He's, he's a victim a, of his past, too. Yeah. yeah so. he's but, anyways, a, yeah, Judy, the bunny. Cameron, yeah. you look like you want to what? say something. No, I also, was, I just, I'm letting you guys talk. I just have a stupid thought in my head. It's fine. Also, okay. I just elbow plays the chief, the police chief, which I thought was kind of neat. Yeah. Oh, the, uh, like the, the buffalo, the yeah, bison, or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I, I enjoyed it. That's it. I was. <laughs> I, I got. <laughs> I got I got choked up there a little bit. Yeah. It was a big moment for him. I guess I, I guess I'll just end this pick then by saying that what I was sitting here smiling like an idiot about was I was just thinking that if like they totally should have thrown in like a seven reference and like he the fox should have eaten some evidence and then they could have been like what's in the fox? Oh God! And I'm done. That's that's Shit, you are done. You're fired. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so everyone knows this is later than we often record. Yeah, you've also been so very hopped I'm up on like mood. not to no pun intended. He's like cracked out. On There's the a lot of caffeine that's <laughs> gone. Right that's gone through my system today. <coughs> cool. <laughs> um, so yeah, Zootopia. Like I said, I, I was surprised that it was a Disney movie. For some reason, that kind it of it doesn't click me. quite yeah. as a Disney movie. Yeah, I feel, is it Pixar? Is it Disney Pixar? No, it's straight it's Disney? Just Disney. Oh wow. Okay. Um, number one. I don't think my number one pick is Disney Pixar either, and it's gonna be Flick from A Bug's Life as my number one pick. That for was you. very mellow. Just like, <laughs> I didn't know how. Else to do it. <laughs> Welcome to NPR. Today we we're talking about <laughs> Flick from A Bug's Life. <laughs> So, Jim, would you like to tell us about Flick? Yeah. Flick. Join, join us later for a list that where we uh, talk about the where list. Where we talk about the list that just happened. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the walking list. Um, You're listening to Jim PR. 
No, but yeah, Flick from A Bug's Life, he was... I, first of all, that's just a movie I can watch over and over again. We've talked about... Actually, I think Hopper came up on... Came up on the last... On our yeah, well, uh, like villains list, too, yeah. which was interesting. Like That movie is just a fantastic movie, yeah, it in really my is. opinion. Um, and I just... I liked Flick. Um, he means really well, um, too, because he's trying to do the best for his, like... Colony? That's the word. Colony. Um... But he's kind of outlandish and out there, and it kind of causes some problems, I think, at the very beginning. Yeah. Um, but I don't remember. Does he go off on his own to look for the uh, help, or does he get basically like kicked out of his? Like- I think it's kind of a mixture of the two. I was just thinking about that. Because for people, that, if you haven't seen it, you should. But yeah. if you haven't seen it, it's... At this point, it's like 20 years old. I know. Yeah. Essentially, he get he he's an outcast because he's a scientist, but he's a very amateur scientist. He's like a... Yeah. Like he saw... Like he heard about what Da Vinci did and he wants to try and recreate those. So he actually recreates very similar contraptions. Um, I I think it's kind of a mixture, though, to answer your question, like of him getting kicked out and leaving at the same time because he wants to do the heroic thing, but they're using it as a reason to kind of like They're like, yeah, oh, yeah, because he's like, I'm going to go out and do them. Like, yeah, you go do that and like don't come back. Right, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> like, what if he gets eaten by a bird? Yeah. Gets, um, um, but I think we also talked about it too because, I mean, he was the brains behind, speaking of the bird, like he was the brains behind that bird yep. that they had ended up doing. And that was that was that was almost an equivalent to the um yeah to the hydra scene from Hercules where it was just like a complete it looked like yeah. it was completely different shot like the bird was so realistic like they did such a fantastic job with it yeah that like like I don't know like it, it was just such a cool such a cool idea plus watching him like he fits so well into like the circus of bugs oh yeah too, well, that there, gets... there's such a style to a bug's life too yeah it, it has its own life, life. Yeah. <laughs> it's own it bug's really life. does yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sitting over here like you have something to say. I just. But then we look at you and you. I just don't... can't believe you worked a Bugs Life joke into <laughs> this somehow. We made it happen. Um, I don't. I, it's been a long, long time. The movie is 21 years old, by the way. You were. I was like almost right on the nose. Close, yeah. yeah. Um, but I think it's interesting. So we talked about Hopper, and you brought up the bird. I think the bird is interesting because it's like it's not necessarily an evil. It's just mm-hmm. like a thing. It's like the cycle of life where she's just trying to get food for her chicks, for her or for her babies, and that's what it says in the wiki. Does it really? I was like, because yeah. you, you've seen the movie. You said it's been a while because they made the bird. Mm-hmm. The, so there's two bird scenes in this film. Uh, they made. Oh, the bird, that's right. Which is influenced of, yeah. by a scene earlier, I think. Okay, I where right. he does get the yeah. Because yeah. I was like, the the scene that I was talking about was the one where they made the that's bird. That's what I was talking about. Oh, yeah, okay, they make okay. the bird Sorry. to scare off because I think because of the, yeah, that earlier scene they, to scare off the, uh, and it doesn't. It ends up not okay. working. Yeah, it doesn't I think work. in the end it messes um, up. Like it almost works, and then something goes wrong. Like Hopper notices something wrong or something like that. Yeah, it's a very brief thing where it's one of those things where the heroes don't do anything to mess themselves up. They just kind of get caught. Yeah, you know, which is kind of a cool um, thing. It's scarier that way. Yeah. I also one of the things I like really appreciate about that movie is just like the scale of everything. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, it like just I, I don't know. I just that movie as a whole like it would come up on probably a lot of my list, but I. I so I want to say in the middle of picks here real quick. Have you guys seen uh, Ants, which is the movie that came out around the same time as Bugs Life? <sighs> yes, I have. So that I have, movie used to make me cry is that the one as a with kid. Arnold Schwarzenegger? I, yes, I, is it Arnold Schwarzenegger? I think, I I think it's, it's Sylvester Stallone. No, it's Sylvester yeah. Stallone. You're right. <laughs> okay, it's Sylvester right. Stallone. 
Yeah, um, close. I, <laughs> That's so weird. So this that movie, if you've never seen Ants, it is great. It is not a it's kids movie. It's messed up. It is not a kids movie. It is. So you know what's really up. cool about Ants though? It, this is the only movie so I don't care about spoiling it. Uh, at the very end of the film, they do a zoom out, and I didn't remember this as a kid. I went back and watched it a little while ago, and they do a full pan like zoom out, and it doesn't take place over the span of any more than like half a block radius. It's yeah. short. It's a really, it's like a tiny area in a small part. Yep. And that's where the whole movie takes place. Yep. And it blows your mind because the whole movie feels like this giant world. Yeah. So I also love Ants. I just had to bring that up. No, oh, yeah. Bugs I mean, both of them are great movies. That, it's one of those things where they both came out around the same time, but they're so different, honestly. And they're both good in their own right. Yeah. yeah. I was going to bring that up. I know we need to move on, but I was going to say it's, it is interesting because you think about the small space that it takes, but the world feels so big. Yeah. 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 So. It's crazy. Well, and that's and the reason why I'm bringing it up is because it, what I want to know is what would that look like in a bug's life? If you zoomed out, I want to know how far he actually travels. Yeah. Yeah. Because it feels like forever, but so does ants. Yeah. Ants, they're having a war. That feels like see, and that's and that's, that when I was away. talking about, when I was talking about the scale of like the a bug's life, we actually see him go through, and that could be just like a mud, like a dried mud spot. Yeah, exactly. But they go yeah. through like you know that whole like it's like the desert scene well, almost, and, and like they get stuck about. in like the canyon, and like that's like that when you look at stuff like that, that's real tiny. But yeah. I'm like that could just be like a little mud spot, and, and then on the other side of that is like the the tin can where they had like the bar and well, and when I think about the size of an ant, like and I think about like. Like walking through a park, like I think of a yeah. tiny cracked stream, and that's it. Like yeah. something that used to have water in it, and it's actually really small, like not even the size of our foot. Yeah. But to him, it'd be gigantic. Mm. So I just think it's really cool because ants kind of put in perspective things that you don't think about in a bug's life. Yeah. So for that reason, they're kind of copacetic in their own way. Um, okay, but going into my number one here, great choice. Uh, is gonna be one we've talked about, but I want to talk a little bit more about because uh, we didn't super get into it. Is Merida from Brave. Oh, snap. Um, so there's a lot of reasons why I put Merida on my list. And I kind of already talked about it. So um, I brought up the point that she doesn't really rebel against anything legitimate because everything is people trying to control her. And it kind of goes off of that idea that every other Disney princess before this has been this person who is who they do what they told, like do what they're told, like every single time. And they wait for someone to save them. They wait for a love interest. There's not a love interest in Brave, which I I absolutely adore that part of the film because it's absolutely 100% not about a, a love story, mm-hmm. which is so different from every other princess. Even Mulan has a focus of a love story where she like sees a dude's abs and she's like, yeah, that's like <laughs> that's what that whole that's scene the feels most, like. The like, PG way you could put that. <laughs> I just imagine people like somebody's at a pool, they see like a woman in a bikini, and they're just like, yeah. Like, all right, Quagmire, like, settle down. But I can see them like physically doing it, and then like the woman's looking at me like, what the hell are you doing? But but this is the thing with Brave, is she doesn't, and she totally takes control Mm -hmm. of her own destiny in a way where instead of having a destiny, she becomes free. Mm -hmm. And her father is the villain of the film wholeheartedly he is not a bad guy but he is a bad father controlling yeah he's an absolutely terrible parent and he's the reason for what happens to the mom yeah 
It's his fault because if he wasn't so put, like if he didn't push her and push her and push her, she wouldn't have to go find out who she actually is outside of being some princess that he wants her to be. And she's strong too. I mean, you pit her against any like other heroic character and like any dude or anything, even Hercules. She's a lot more like willpowered than half of them are. I mean, like we start out the film, she's like climbing giant rocks. Mm -hmm. I mean, she's doing some insane things. I love Merida. She's like willingly learning uh, archery and stuff. Yeah, and I and I put Merida at my number one, not even necessarily because she's my all time favorite hero, but because I honestly think she's the best one. Mm-hmm. That's that's why I put her there. In terms of like a heroic story, that typical idea of a hero, she's the best of them all. That's what I think. And I would say that she is. Uh, there is a love story, but it's not your standard love story. It's the love between her and her mother. Well, yeah, which is much which, more beautiful. Yeah. And also, unlike some other heroes, she's also fallible, which I very much like. Like, you brought up the fact she creates... She she does do the thing. Like, she, she reacts in a way that leads to her mom becoming a bear. And because of that, she's a fallible person. But she, again, owns up to that and tries right. to fix it. And she doesn't try to be anything other than what she is. And that's what I really like about her. So... Um, Jim, I know you haven't seen it, but her mom gets obviously turned into a bear. <laughs> but the further along, she starts to forget who she is and become more feral. Yeah. Oh, so that's okay. like kind of the stakes. Is like she has a timetable. Oh, okay. To turn her back before she loses her to like being just a full on bear. And she still never turns away from her mom either, yep. even in the harshest of situations. Yep. And it's 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 really a beautiful story. Yeah. Yeah. And it's definitely deserving of like the Celtic nature too. A mm-hmm. lot of times, like you'll throw in some foreign idea and they'll like completely ignore it, but it actually really sticks with yeah. it, and I appreciate that too. Mm-hmm. All right. Speaking of foreign uh, atmospheres and environments, uh, my number one is going to be Moana. I had to had that. to had to be on there. I, sure. If I had remembered about Moana making this list, my list would have been slightly different, but. Purist, uh, you know, purist just wants to explore, wants to do what her... She learns that her people were explorers. Her dad is another controlling um, kind of villain, villain-esque uh, character. Where kind of, but he kind of does it for the safety of his people too, in a sense. He, he does because he knows... Like he knows the darkness. He, he thinks knows. he has good intentions of it. Yeah, right. it's yeah. Right. It's he does it out of like good intentions, right. but I mean it, it doesn't work out that way. Yeah. Um <clears throat> Yeah, he's not like intentionally Yeah, you know, I guess more like uh Fergus or whatever his name her dad, uh Murda's dad. Yeah. In in Brave, but um, you know, she sets off, she wants to do good for her people, she wants to explore, she wants to see the world. Um and I don't know. I just that that movie made me cry, like legit. You know, it's, a, the, it's a fantastic movie. Some yeah. Of the, yeah, the you know, but I just think that everything about that movie. It's probably one of my favorite Disney movies, like yeah. of all time. Um, Brave is up there. Yeah. Um, Moana is definitely up there. It's on um, my list as well. I think of like all time. It's probably in my top three. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I just I love that she doesn't give up. You know, in any face of adversity, she has to hunt this guy down who doesn't want to come with her. She convinces... Not just that, but he's, she's hunting a demigod who, like, could yeah. potentially not even exist. Yeah. Yeah. And then when she does meet him, he could easily, like, snap her head. Yeah. He's a demigod. He could do, you know, he locks her in a cave, which is 
kind of a bitch move, but, uh, <laughs> but she, you know, her perseverance and her, um, like her attitude is contagious enough that he has a change of heart. He wants the, well, he wants to go with her. He's like, fine, I'll go with you at first because she's so adamant about it. But over the course, you know, he, he comes around, um, I guess like any film character would, but, um, I just think that's neat that he, she sees it all the way through and then that she comes back and I'm hoping there's a Moana 2 eventually because um, I kind of want to see them. I just, I don't know what they would be stuff. able to do with it. That would be my only word, but I do appreciate like Maui as well as yeah. like a character. I thought he was real fun um, mm-hmm. in this. Uh, I actually like, I mean, I did enjoy The Rock playing his voice. I think like there was nobody else who... Like, well, The Rock to... says, you're welcome. I smell what you're cooking. Oh my god! <laughs> How many oh times man. have I quit this podcast? <laughs> Quite I'll a do few it again. times. Uh, yeah, I'm just... yeah, they wonder why I keep coming over still to like record. All right. On a serious note, though, like if they ever came out with a sequel, that would be kind of cool because it'd be interesting to see that world a little bit more, mm. and you could title it Morana. God, dude, you were, I thought you were, like, so sincere. Like, you, like, let us on. I, I had to sell that one, so. I do honestly I'm think. actually legitimately mad about that would one. That, would that just make her, like, a dumb person, though? She's no, like, moron. Moron, no, I thought about that. <laughs> but, I mean, I don't know. Like, that one, uh, yeah, I, I, I really like appreciate. like, Moana's dumb sister. Moron. Um, But... No, I, I, like I said, I wholeheartedly enjoy it. I enjoy the songs. I enjoy the music. I enjoy the story. Yeah. Um, the message. Tafiti made my, or Taka, Taka made my yeah. villains list from one of the, the big fiery. Um, yeah, who turns into Tafiti. Yeah. yeah. Well, and similar to Mulan, she has uh, sidekicks that are helpful, not... I'm waiting for the joke. No, okay. I know I am too. I you lost all faith in both Jeez, of us, guys. Come on, I make like forty jokes, and you suddenly yeah, you yeah. think I'm going to make a joke every time. Uh, all right. In all seriousness, no. She has she has similar ideals in her companions as Mulan does. You're just like staring at me, like waiting. Because you're talking. I know, well, I also, also last time you made a joke, you started it with "in all seriousness." Yeah. But they do help, and they yeah. help lighten up the mood a little bit yeah. in darker situations. Obviously, Alan Tudyuk as a chicken Dude, is the hey, hey. single greatest thing. I, ever. I have Rooster. a love-hate Rooster. I have a love-hate relationship with Hey Hey because I worked at Target by the toy section where I heard uh, nothing but the Hey Hey toys yeah. going off. But like, I love Hey Hey so much. Yeah, yeah you like, hear <laughs> Hey Hey, and you're like, bye bye. Yeah. All right. Let's let's stop it there and move on to, to honorables. Oh yeah, where did I put my phone? I lost while my phone too. It's in my pocket. While we're barely honorable here. Yeah. I just want to bring up a point real quick. So this is a segue in between our honorables. Um, that was our top five list. Uh, let us know if you liked it. Let us know if there's anything that should have been on the top five list. All of that. But I want to say, um, yeah. I was what you just did. Just the way you did that was great. It was just awesome. Took it over, Josh. Uh, okay. I would also like to say that our social media manager says, hey, hey, for president, and that's fair. <laughs> uh, but I wanted to talk about, I found a post that brings up something I've never thought about in Toy Story, which is in the first film, Woody speaks to the terrible child, the terrible child that's like got like all the ridiculous Sid? stories. Sid, yeah. Came uh, he speaks to him. List. And he, he did come up on the villain's list, so but he speaks to nice. him. But, he, yep. but Woody speaks to him 
breaking the code of toys where they're supposed to fall yeah. to save the other toys and then it shows all the toys in the incinerator and he's like not saying anything but there's been people all around the garbage trucks and everything and he, he won't say anything to save people then and i just realized that giant plot hole of why where is you, this coming from i i was looking up other characters just because oh. i was like flipping through some and i just found that i just thought it was interesting so woody is a, a big he's still a villain which we've yeah. talked about all right before. um I guess going into honorable mention, I'm just trying to figure out like what. Like, I just wanted to bring say, it up. We're talking okay. about Disney. Yeah, we are. So we're I want to talk about yeah. that. Well, okay. <laughs> well then, I think we should talk about my honorable mention, which I I was actually kind of struggling on figuring out which one I wanted to put on my dishonorable mention. I had a choice of I think three or two that I wanted to put on there. Um, but it's Dash from The Incredibles, who I went with. I was thinking between him and Mr. Incredible. Um, yeah, he's the he's the, the boy. Uh, the one that can run really fast, which is why his name is Dash. Which, funny enough, like, you know... Oh, I, oh yeah, there it is. Well, they, like, the, uh, they were talking about... Annoying. They were talking about, like... I, I saw it on, on the internet. Um, with They were talking about, like, why she, her name is Violet, and she can turn invisible because she, like, you know, uses ultraviolet rays or whatever, which is why... Anyways, but right. um, so but Dash, as you know, can run really fast. Um, but hey, I don't know. That was that was always just one of my favorite, I guess, superpowers. Like even still now, is like super speed, has always been like one of my real favorites. Um, like you know, Dash was always you know he's a little blonde kid um, who I kind of related to you know a little bit in some way because I was also a little blonde kid. Um, <laughs> but I don't know. He was just my favorite of like that entire group. Um, because he stepped up when he needed to. I mean, both both of the kids did. Both him and Violet stepped up when they needed to in the first movie. The baby saves the day. Oh yeah, of course he does. Yeah. Um, because he's the one that like really throws Syndrome off his accidentally. Accidentally, yeah. But um, no, but I mean, uh, Dashiel, I think is his full name in the movie, which is kind of odd. Yeah. So, yeah, Dashiel is his full name. Um, Dashiel Parr. Um, I don't know. He, 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 he was just my favorite of them. I was, I was toying around the idea of putting Mr. Incredible on there too, just cause he would be more fitting. Um, uh, but I mean, when you think about it, Mr. Incredible is the reason why they all get stuck on, you know, the Island and why they're all like, you know, they're all trying to save him essentially. Um, so I don't know. He's not fully the hero of the movie. Um, he is more the hero of the second movie, but Yeah. I mean, I don't really have too, too much... Yeah, did you ever watch The Incredibles, Josh? Come on. You haven't seen The Incredibles? Oh, my God. You guys literally oh, made sorry, a... sorry, are you talking to me? You guys literally made a Frozone joke earlier. Yeah. Who is a hero from The Incredibles. Where's my feature film? Yeah. <laughs> that would be the Samuel poster. L. Jackson, yeah. <laughs> wow, Josh. You gotta watch the movies. For once oh, my God. That. <laughs> He's also the only one out of the three of us that has Disney Plus. And yeah. And he's seen way I'm less I'm also Disney. the only one out of us that has a kid. <laughs> I'm sure you would have Disney Plus even if you didn't have a kid. I would have DC Universe if I didn't have a kid. Mm, I feel like you I sacrificed Disney. I, I feel <laughs> a little bit of a sharpness there. Like, my kid is the reason why I can't read comics on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair. But, uh, thank you for saying that DC, for me. <laughs> DC is better. Yeah. <laughs> Um, no, but I mean, I would get more out of DC Universe personally. That's the way to yeah. say it. Yeah. 
Um, I, I didn't have you. my damn <laughs> <laughs> But, I mean, I don't know if you know anything, like, about the movie, at least, but, like, I mean... Him I know and, they're incredible. Yeah, yeah Mr. Incredible and, and Elastigirl, I guess is what she's still called, uh, basically get, like, stuck on an island, or they get trapped on an island, because Mr. Incredible goes out. It's almost like he's having an affair, because he's going on and doing superhero work behind everyone's back. Uh, it's almost like he's having an affair, because at one point in the movie, if the chick had just, like, taken off her clothes, he would have had an affair. That's fair. Like, That's honestly, fair. that is a real scene in that the film. That is fair. And it's really weirdly it inappropriate a little and uncomfortable. Odd, but, um, and then they do it again in the second film with Elastigirl, though, instead, where she kind of seems like she's having an affair on him. Yeah. And not to mention the fact that they over-sexualize Elastigirl. I have a they couple did. Of complaints. They, I mean, the second movie was essentially the first movie, just in no. like the other. What? Yeah. No way. What, what was, <laughs> so two things. First of all, you reminded me because I just saw Frozen Two. It is not the same thing as Frozen One. Elsa, you doesn't, said the, Elsa doesn't run away, and sister doesn't go find her with the help of some friends. I mean, he's making the head move. It's like, well, I mean, I, I did this to my mom and her friend, and they both yeah. did the same thing you just did. So. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, <coughs> I forgot what else I was going to say because you, you, you threw me off. Cool. All right. Um, but yeah, essentially the kids have to go save them. Um, yeah. So this is where we really see like the kids shine on um, him, like Violet and Dash and, you know. Yeah. I really like Dash as a kid because uh, it's hard not to like the Speedsters as a kid. I also liked yeah. Flash. I also liked Sonic. Uh, but I just want to move fast, right? You like yeah, right? Sonic? That's why I'm hyped up on so much caffeine. Liked. I like the character. Like <laughs> the games are trash. All right, uh, this is not that episode. You should have heard my racing games list. Okay, uh, Anyways, so Dash. going in, so Dash is great. Going into my honorable here, uh, I kind of want to. I want to say that I already talked about Nani, but I'm really sad that I didn't think about Nani because actually Nani probably would have made my number two, and then Stitch would have made my honorable. I'm not going to talk about Nani as my honorable because I talked about her with Stitch, but. I am going to go into another female character that I think deserves a little more credit than she gets, and I'm going to go into Rapunzel. Okay. So yeah, I she think beats guys' heads in with the front yeah hand. from yeah. Tangled. I, I she's great actually. She's honestly when yeah. you think about it, she's pretty strong, and Flynn is pretty worthless. He's not actually the most helpful guy. She no. needs him for one thing. He's a tool. He's a tool to get her literal. Out. Yeah. That's and that's it. Once she's out, she's the one who then pro, like propels the story. He does help save her at the end of the day, but then him dying is really the the big moment in that film, and she risks her magic to save him. Yeah. So, and she gets rid of her magic. She's just a normal person now by the end of that film. Um, so I, I think she's a great character. It also, like I was reading something about it, and one thing that it talks about is you don't get a lot of... it's You don't get a lot of uh, characters who... <laughs> Josh is giving you a weird look. All right. This is a weird podcast. You guys can't see whoever's like, you can't see anything that I see. And it's maddening. I tried so hard. I was, nobody knew I was laughing outside of of this room until you broke. All I, all I did was like sit but back. But you looked at the way you sat like, back. You were like. All right. I'm going to go on about this for, sat back on for about 50 seconds. All right. So one thing that's great is she's very, like, she reads a whole lot. So just because she's trapped in a tower, I, I use this point because she's trapped in a tower and she can sit there and be like, whoa, is me, like every other Disney princess in that situation. And like previous iterations Ex of her Exactly, too, right. right. Yeah. And she doesn't. She still makes the best of the world that she's in. She's afraid to go outside. But to be fair, if you are trapped in a tower since you're a baby and you're told the outside world is going to kill you, 
You'd also be afraid to go outside. And then once she's out there and she realizes it's not scary, she just wants to keep doing that. Yeah. She she sings in a bar with with literal barbarians. Like, I mean, she's a pretty impressive character for all the things that she does. And also the movie is a much better is much, much better than it should have been. Tangled. Yeah, yeah, it was actually great. Yeah. It's actually I didn't think I was gonna like it, and I really liked it. So Apparently I had to be Flynn for Halloween next year. No. My kid has spoken. She wants to be Rapunzel and my wife gets to be the witch. <laughs> <laughs> you should be the chameleon. Yeah. Just a large yeah. version. Well, I think after our last podcast, I think Jim and I have to go as Mario and Luigi. Or if you're going as Flint, he could go as Steel. Flint and Steel. Oh. It would Cameron, be you fire. almost like redeemed yourself too, yeah. <laughs> Alright, anyway, that was all I said. I said I was going to do it in a minute, and I actually did it in a minute. Yeah. I mean, I don't have... said 50 seconds. Yeah, you did say 50 well, seconds. I, that was within a minute. That's okay. what I started at 10 seconds, and then we went okay. 50, and we ended it. Okay. Right. I ended it a minute and one second. Okay. Excuse me for uh, the one second. <laughs> no one listening cares about anything we're talking about anymore. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> um, I don't really have too much. I, I don't... I think I watched Rapunzel on a bus to Disneyland in high school. Um, so... <laughs> I don't really remember too, too much about it. I remember some stuff. I remember You remember exactly it. where you were when you watched <laughs> <laughs> Because I was going, yeah, I was going to Disneyland. Anyways, um, but I do remember, I mean, I liked Flynn, but to be fair, I don't really remember too much of the movie, so, like, I have to go back and rewatch it. I kind of hate Flynn, not because he's a bad character, but because you just, like, they took the Road to El Dorado characters and they just mashed them together, and then they even put... The the horse in there is the same horse. <laughs> Stupid. He's so bad. <laughs> Rodel Dorado's a better movie. Yeah. But it's not Disney. It's like, I probably shouldn't have said anything to it's begin the with. Same horse. <laughs> it's the same horse. Oh my god. Altivo? Right. Is that the horse's Rodel Dorado? The I horse's name is Altivo. Yeah. Josh. My What's your honorable? <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna try and uh, see if you guys are gonna allow me to do this. Uh, I'm on the Disney Wiki, and I looked up something that I forgot was technically kind of a Disney movie. You're allowed to do that. Okay. Sweet. I got the word. Uh, so I, I, I'm changing my honorable mention. Uh, it is gonna be the toaster from the Brave Little Toaster. What was it before that? Um. Russell from Up, right? <laughs> I think the toaster is a way better. Sad toast. that a toaster beats him, but okay. Yeah. Continue uh, with Hot Wally. <laughs> wow, I'm glad I didn't put anything from Up on my. Do you like toasters? Um, no, I'm saying he's. Dude, a, I'm a big he, fan oh, of toasters. He's a heating he's... robot. I'm not saying. <laughs> I don't know Anyways. what you're saying anymore. I don't either. Anyways, so... I'm out because I've never seen it. You've so, never seen the Brave Little Toaster, no, man. That is I some. I've seen it since I was like five. Or neither have I, but it's like it's something that I'll never forget because it's a great movie. Basically, it's kind of like Toy Story before Toy Story was Toy Story. And I say that because the people who formed Pixar worked on this film before Pixar was before Pixar? they started Pixar. Before Pixar was Pixar. Yes, yeah. I'm just gonna keep. And yeah. before Toy so, Story was yeah. Toy Story. <laughs> So he goes on this journey before a journey was a journey. And uh, no, uh, so if you think about it, there's a lot of parallels to Toy Story, though, because the, the main character of, or I guess the 
main human character of Brave Little Toaster mm-hmm. um, packs up and goes off to... Am I being made fun of? No. Okay. Um, the Packs up and goes off to college or whatever and has to choose certain things to bring with him and he leaves behind his toaster and his blanket and his, his lamp and his vacuum cleaner. Huh. And they, that weirdly sounds just like Toy Story. Yeah. And they... Uh, yeah, it was Toy Story before Toy Story was Toy Story, you know. Oh, I didn't hear that part. <laughs> I don't want to do this. I just want to say, <laughs> I just want to say that it's funny because you bring it up, and I'll let you like keep going. But I just like I can't help thinking that you are right. Like it is just Toy Story yeah. before the actual movie. I've never itself. seen it, but the way you describe it is. But like, I just like exactly, I think yeah. about it, and it's called like Brave Little Toaster is what the movie's called yeah. because inanimate household electronics story is a worse title, but it's the same thing. <laughs> like an appliance story. <laughs> Goodness. Um. So. The kid goes off to college or, or goes, I think he goes off to college and leaves behind his stuff and they are living when he's not around and they go on this journey to find him and be with him, which sounds very similar to Toy Story. Another movie, um, which shall not be named again. But the reason that I chose the toaster is because he's like, he's the brave little toaster. He's what a hero is. He's brave, but he's also loyal. He mm. seeks out this guy who he wants to be with, and he thinks that needs a toaster, I guess. <laughs> um, but he's also the leader of the group. The, the vacuum cleaner, the lamp, the, uh, the blanket all look up to the toaster for guidance, and he takes them on this journey and leads them to safety. I just, just like, remembered the vacuum cleaner's face, and it makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't keep up with like, that. That entire description, you just, out of context, is super strange. Okay, have you, you guys remember that movie about the cat and dog, Homeward Bound? Right? Yeah, no. yeah. Yeah. This, of course. You don't? Dude, you're totally right about the vacuum what cleaner's face. So. It's uncomfortable, Yeah, right? it's a little weird. Okay, but Homeward Bound is about a cat and a dog that travel across the world, or like two cats or two yep. dogs or whatever, it's and travel across the world. Two dogs and a cat. Yeah, yeah. that, whatever. That, whatever that bar joke is. Yep. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> they, they travel across the world, and... They go to find the person that left them behind. It's hey, literally it's Brave like Little human, Toaster. Yeah. yeah. Before the Brave Little Toaster. It's like brave human, little toaster. stop saying that. It's like, uh, it's like, yeah. yeah. It's like Animal Toy Story. Yeah. So before Toy Story was Toy Story and Brave Little Toaster was Brave Little Toaster. Before Pixar was Pixar. Homeward Bound was Homeward Bound. Homeward Bound was Homeward Bound. I gotta say, I don't care for like this poster of the Brave Little Toaster. And it says, plug into adventure on the bottom of it. I want to know where his arms come from. For people not looking at the It's the little things to push down the uh, Why the is he toast? got two? Because you can push it down from either side. Why is that? I, I also I also forgot to mention that there was a radio in the group. <laughs> I think the radio needs needs FaceTime. So, well, it can't. stop. Hey, uh, <laughs> like BB stop that um, right now. <laughs> Let me think about no. it. it was, <laughs> I knew it was coming. As we need to record FaceTime. this. We need to record more late nights like this. This is fun. <laughs> All right. Um, cool. Moving into dishonorable. Fitting. Yeah. For this whole podcast. Yeah, right. Um, I'm going to talk about a movie that shall not be named um, with my dishonorable as Woody. Voldemort? Woody? No, no, because you, you must not. I heard know. It. You were too busy pouting over us making the jokes. <laughs> uh, Woody is going to be my dishonorable. As much as I love Toy Story and Woody I love sucks. like those movies, he is awful, especially in the first movie. He has some redeeming qualities later in, somewhat later in the first movie, and more in the like the later movies. I don't want to talk about the, the recent ones. Um, I haven't seen four yet. 
I haven't either. Uh, I have no interest in it, honestly. Did people Toy see Story... 4? No one talked about it. No, no, no not it? really. I think it needed to end after 3. People got excited because it was Toy Story, and then they remembered that it was Toy Story. Yeah. I know, I mean, yeah. it might as well be called Toy Story again. It should have yes. ended, ended at 3, because even then, like, you know, I did kind of cry during that scene where they were all, like, going into the garbage. Uh, like this whole, or like the incinerator. The, yeah, the incinerator. Yeah. Um, but I mean, Woody in Where the first Woody movie was kind of a piece of trash. <laughs> I am talking about Woody in the first movie though, because I mean, he was awful. The world kind of he he made the world revolve around him. He was the leader of the group, and it almost seemed like he forced that upon everybody because he was Andy's favorite toy. Mm-hmm. Um, so he was essentially like what what you would think of as like born into like royalty essentially and all the other toys like followed him and and he just he was not accepting it of anybody knew and it was just he was just awful um yeah he was just not a good not a good character you know what's funny is like now that i think about it for me it's the only tom hanks character that i like don't like tom hanks plays such like likable characters yeah He's just that, like, he's an all-around good guy, and it's just weird to think like. But it, I mean, it, like, Woody, I don't like you, Tom Hanks. I mean, Toy Story. when you watch when you watch Toy Story as a kid and stuff, you don't see a lot of this. It's not until yeah. you start delving more into the character mm-hmm. that you kind of see his like kind of some of his like worst qualities that comes out. And like I said, I mean, but they like Disney Pixar, Disney Pixar, whatever has a very good way of like framing everything to keep uh, to keep. You know, from kids seeing how how much of like a villain, like we've talked about, as he is. You know, it's really funny that you brought up that stuff in between. Yeah, you know, because I was like, Woody was my dishonorable mention, and you were asking me what it had to do with the podcast. Just a setup. Yeah, that's that's what it was because you knew going into this what my dishonorable was. No, I didn't. I didn't exactly. Exactly. Didn't. It worked out perfectly. Um. (coughs) Yeah, I don't know. I mean. I, if I had the choice, I would put like Buzz as like one of my like top five, and then Woody as my dishonorable. But I thought about putting Buzz on my list, but he just he didn't interest me. You are enough. a sad, strange little man. You didn't put him on your top five either. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> because I put Woody on my dishonorable. I don't want to have like both, you know, both of them come up, and I wanted to be able to talk about multiple characters. But Cameron, what's your dishonorable? I'm excited for this. Cameron's like. Hates Disney. <laughs> I know. It can't be Disney the company. <clears throat> well, it can because everyone looks at them as a hero. Uh, <laughs> but I've got an answer for everything. Unless it's like a physics question. What's your dishonorable camera? Well. Uh, <laughs> um, so, I've been looking a lot at dishonorables. I've been looking at a lot of characters for dishonorables. And I was looking again, which is why I found the Woody story. Um, about how he uses like the whole thing, and Woody is also one that I thought about putting on. There's, so I'm surprised it didn't end up on your many characters. Though. Honestly, I was thinking about talking about him. If you hadn't, I might have. Um, there's, there's a lot. The two that I'm really thinking of are Prince Eric from Little Mermaid, and uh, Belle from Beauty and the Beast. So, I'm gonna talk about Belle, and okay. this is kind of a weird one, but. There's a lot that I really hate about Belle. Okay. It's coming out swinging. Yeah. And the reason why is because she's constantly looked at as one of the first Disney female characters. And I've had a lot of them on my list, right? Because there's a lot of good ones. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a lot of like in-betweens. But she's one of the worst because 
she's looked at as one of the best ones originally because she's really well read. She loves stories. At the end of the day, she converts the beast into this really good person. But at the end of the day, too, she takes someone who nearly kills her father, kidnaps her, locks her away, abusing her, verbally abusing her, throwing things around, and she just accepts all of this because it like it feels like because there's a man telling her to do it and because <clears throat> excuse me the only other option is this other man who's really no different than beast and that to me she comes off as a weak character because she's willing to just accept that people like treating her however they feel that's what i don't like about Belle. And I think it's honestly just the reason why she why I'm talking about her instead of any other character is because she's looked at as such a great character. Okay. And I really don't think she is. I don't really have too much to say. I think you and I have like some differing opinions on it, but I see a lot of the stuff that you're talking about, which is why I'm not really saying too too much. Um, but isn't she a victim of like Stockholm syndrome? As well as a lot of stuff I've seen. Because I mean, that of like the doesn't beast. make her a strong character. No, I'm, I'm not saying it does, but I'm saying, like, you know, isn't that, like, what one of the big, like, you know, the big things about the movie is, like, now uh, one of the big gripes <laughs> about the movies now is, um, it's just, is is that, is that's why she's, like, ends up loving the beast in the end? I don't know. I mean, I know that's one of the gripes that people have is that she's supposed to, like, people are looking at it now as yeah. she has Stockholm Syndrome. I just think... I don't think that's the way the movie plays it off. I think the movie plays it off as she just kind of wants that. But he's very abusive towards her. Beast is. And it's not until he becomes a man that everything seems like it's fine. But it really isn't. At the end of the day, all that really happens is he gets into a fight with the other guy that was vying for her attention. And he manages to kill that guy so that he's the only one around. Which makes me wonder... But that's like after the point to where like he's starting to soften up over about I'm not I'm not trying to defend no, it. No, 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 like, no, you know, I'm just saying like, I, you know, I'm just trying to like put it like, you know, in perspective of like like what you're talking about happens after a point of like, you know, he is starting to turn himself around and become what he used to be before he became, you know, super salty as the beast. After turning everybody Against into him. inanimate objects oh, yeah. and trapping was them. Was he in, the one that did that? It's his fault. And oh, he's the one who he trapped like them in a... the castle forever. Because he was terrible to someone mm-hmm. who then Bell comes back in and it's his chance at redemption. But I want to make the point be my he guess. doesn't he doesn't have any real redemption. Not until she's willing to accept how abusive he is towards her. Really, the hero of that story is the witch that cursed him in the first place. <laughs> because Damn. she didn't accept it. But it, it really okay, I'll end it by saying this. What it makes me think is what if Beast had fallen off instead? And all you have is, I can't remember his name. Gaston? But, yeah, Gaston. Who also came up with my own. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so what if you have Gaston left? Does she go with Gaston? No. She fought I, him tooth and nail, like, the no, very beginning. No, she didn't fight him tooth and nail. But, I mean, she was she, resisting, she like, every one of his, like... pushed him away. And that's one thing I don't like either, is she playfully pushes him away. Yeah. It's not a, get away I guess, from me, you're disgusting. I think, I think they did that a little bit more in the in the live-action <coughs> one, as opposed to the animated, where she was, like, a lot more resistant to his advances and stuff. So, it's been a long time since I've seen the animated, so that yeah. might be what the little bit of a difference is when I'm, yeah. like, talking about Belle and, like, the relationship between Belle and Gaston. Yeah. So... Beast could have fixed Chip's little chip, and he wouldn't have been called Chip anymore. You know what? Now I hate him more. I know. I'm just saying. 
Son of a gun. He's going to turn him into a cup, and then he's going to add them a all chip? chipped. Like, yeah. what the hell? Well, they, maybe they couldn't find that. He also just treats them terribly, though. Yeah. He makes them do, like, song and dance and stuff for when people yeah. are their guests. <laughs> Does he, like, sit in a chair, like, have them practice? Yeah, right. Like, he's like, keep going now. <laughs> do it again. <laughs> <laughs> it's not good enough. It's like, no, 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 be my guest. <laughs> yeah. You're supposed to twirl. And anyway. Reset everything and do it again. Chip, I'll make you shatter if you don't get it down this time. I'm totally going to cheat on my dishonor roll. I don't care. I think we're past the point of like <laughs> trying to stay on some kind of pattern here. My dishonor roll is going to be the prince from Sleeping Beauty. Um, and the reason that I put the prince from Sleeping Beauty, <laughs> Prince Philip, is because I can't get the grim fairy tale Sleeping Beauty out of my head where the prince has sex with Sleeping Beauty. It's actually oh, a king. Geez. Was it the king? It's a king in the film. Or in the, not the film, in the like Grimm's Grim Oh, really? Because it says this is the prince. You no, know, the, anyway. the original story, the king finds her and kisses her on the lips and nothing happens. So then he has sex with her and impregnates her. Oh. Yeah. And then comes back later and she sleeps through all of that. Yeah. 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 So why is the prince your dishonorable? So my dishonorable is Woody. Uh, yeah, no, I don't. I I didn't know uh, that was. No, uh, yeah, it was a guy yeah, with that a was sword that thing, kills yeah. a dragon. Yeah, yeah. to save and a And actually princess. wakes her up, and saves her from her curse. All right, tell so, me again why he's wait, dishonorable. Hold on, let me uh, let me let me think about this for a second. So it's because. It's the whole damsel in distress thing, and I don't like that the guy has to save the girl. There you go. So you don't like the movie. <laughs> <laughs> I actually enjoyed the uh, the Angelina Jolie Maleficent. I actually enjoyed it. Whatever. Did you that was see a it? weird sound that he just made. But... Did you see it? I know. I want myself to hear that when I'm editing it. Yeah. Huh? Did you see it? I've seen it in half of it. <laughs> there's only so much i can take That's so josh is dishonorable as woody what is your dishonorable i don't know anymore yeah. oh welcome to procrastination this yeah. is your host josh i got i got nothing no he did he nothing. had something but well then tell us why the prince is terrible he tried i did try yeah he he tried all right I let's pretend try. like the king is the prince keep going <laughs> Oh, about I don't grim. know, because you have sex with an unconscious woman and make her give birth to two kids. Two? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know it was two. Yeah. Twice. Yeah, was yeah. Oh, yeah, I he went back for more. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, uh, I think I started zoning out that's at That's also point. the grim things. That's not Disney, so yeah. we're not really... Um, all right. So my dishonorable is going to be Nemo, because he's a little shit. And that's fair. never should have... Yeah. Swam away from his dad and touched the the butt. The butt. <laughs> yeah. And there's reasons. All right, so I'll actually dive into this kind of seriously. So I'll lean towards Nemo as my dishonorable because his he, he's a rebellious kid, which is understandable. We've all been that rebellious kid, but his dad had his best his best interest in heart because his mother. Um, and I guess all of his brothers and stuff were all killed. And so he's just trying to protect the last little... Keep going. Yeah, you're good. Um, no, I mean, like, Marlon came up on my, like, dad's lists because of the same, uh, 
because of the same reason um, that you were just mentioning. Like his, like he had the best. You know, he was trying to do what he thought was best for his child, mm-hmm. but you know, Nemo still did what every child does at, at some point in a lot of these movies is they push back so hard that they end up running away. Well, that gets mm-hmm. him into this, you know, complete like mm-hmm. utter, you know. Like chaos where he's now stuck in an aquarium somewhere in Australia, which is probably on the other side of the world. It's also he. I'm trying to think. Like in Brave, Merida doesn't really put everyone in danger. She just endangers herself and her mom. Mm-hmm. In Frozen, I guess she kind of does endanger everyone because she freezes everything. But Nemo puts his dad in danger because his dad now and has himself. to come after yeah. him and find him. And there's numerous things out there that could hurt him or kill him or, or maim him. But he saves Dory because if he had not run away, Dory would have never been found and she would have been lost with her five-second memory and perhaps would have gotten eaten by something. That's Wait, who does that? Marlin or? Nemo. Nemo does. at well, the end of the day, he sends running Marlin away out, yeah. causes that to happen. Yeah. But is that really a redeeming enough quality? I guess it is, yeah. He's but I mean... saved a life. I mean, yeah. if I saw a newspaper headline that said, Child runs away... Saving mentally disabled woman's life. That's what that story is. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "What would you do if you saw that?" Yeah. I'm just saying that's a good headline. Okay. That's but, sweet. No, no. Nemo, I mean, you yeah. know, fair. I mean, he's kind of a. I don't know. He's a little. He's I like, don't like him. I didn't like yeah. him as a kid either. It was yeah. kind of. He was just there for me, I guess. Like, I like the movie. I do but appreciate the focus on Marlin because I would have been kind of annoyed with Nemo, like a full movie about Nemo. I like, hate Marlin. I know you do. Oh, you yeah, talked about it on my dad's yes. list. Yeah. Because he was my number one pick, I think, on my, my uh, yeah. like yeah. on-screen dad's list for Father's Day. Because he's a villain. Um, oh, yeah. yeah, but I'm still this saying, one as far is as Nemo. a character goes, I'd rather watch Marlin than Nemo. I mean, we do see Nemo have like that. like Neither of them, but... I mean, we do see Nemo save the whole fish tank. But like getting them all out of there and like actually being like the one. But to be fair, he was also forced to be the one to go in to stop the, the fan and the motor, and which could have totally killed him. And now all of Marlon's quest could have would have brainwashed been... him into helping them. Yeah, probably. Yeah, because he's a uh, impressionable child. Oh, okay. I was like, trying to figure out where you're going with that. I have something to say. Okay. I know you do. But it is a different segment, pretty much. And it's its own thing. So if we're done with Dishonorables, we're going to talk about something. Okay. Sometimes there are Easter eggs that are so on the nose that it feels like they become a part of a different cinematic universe, right? So we have in Finding Nemo a shark that is bloodthirsty, but is trying to control it, trying their best, right? Shark named Bruce. Shark named after oh. Shark and Jaws. Yeah. What if? No. <laughs> Finding no. Nemo takes place first. And after he goes blood hungry, he hunts down a whole bunch of no. people. I'm just saying. I believe it. Do you? I don't. I, I'm just saying. Uh, because I feel if, like I feel like if, Bruce would have popped out of the water and been like, "I'm gonna eat." You. I was gonna say, I was like, if that's the case, then we would have seen like Jaws and coming up and like in an Australian accent, but, like you know. But they can't talk to people; they can only talk amongst themselves. That's fair. So he wouldn't be able. So even if he's struggling with this, maybe there's that whole scene in Jaws 
where like it's just swimming around. It's not eating anybody. I don't know. Maybe we're Bruce, getting into some. Maybe weird, Bruce like, is sitting there like, hey. I bet you his I buddies are in the background too. Like fish are friends, not food. Like I'm starting to wonder. God. I'm just saying, does it? It works. It does work because he's bloodthirsty yeah, and he's trying to control it. And he can't. So then he yeah, but then he controls it at the end. Yeah, he does. But he end. still doesn't have it under complete control. He still is struggling. So you're with saying it. like down, like later down the line, he like falls off the wagon and well, just goes completely and, like he's a drug addict. Is what like, you're saying? Like, <laughs> well, if we want to go into it too, a lot of times this happens like with rehabilitation. Like they they go they they go straight for a long time and then they fall off the wagon once. And then they, they're like, okay, no, I'm fine. I'm better. But that's just the first step in the spiral back downhill. So going into that with sharks and bloodlust. really dark territory. I'm saying. Here. A public service announcement from Cameron. <laughs> finding Nemo. Just know Nemo. that when you mess up, it's, it's a downward spiral. Yeah. <laughs> finding, just when you think it's working out, it's really not. Finding Nemo is a prequel to Jaws. Stop. Oh, my God. And Jaws doesn't have any sequels. Don't listen to what people say. <laughs> Jaws 2 wasn't bad. Jaws has one sequel. <laughs> <laughs> and then, after oh Jaws 2 happens and the government realizes that sharks can be trained to focus on one set of people, they start a program creating super sharks that can swim backwards. And Samuel L. Jackson heads up that program in Deep Blue Sea, which is the sequel to Jaws 2. And then there's one in that lab that gets out that's half shark, half octopus. And that's where you get sharktopus. Actually, there's two of them. One of them is uh, genetically it's enhanced and it's the Meg. Mega shark. Yeah. Uh, mega shark versus giant octopus. Man. So, <laughs> we just like uncovered like this whole like conspiracy movies. theory. So I would like people to know that if you really want to watch this this film series in its proper order, you gotta watch Finding Nemo 1. <laughs> <laughs> And then, and then after Finding Nemo 1, you're going to watch Jaws, and then Jaws 2, and then Deep Blue Sea, and then, what, Shark Sharktopus? What is that called? Shark- no, you don't have to watch that one. Don't watch that one. Just watch the Meg after that. Yeah. You can watch The Shallows if you want, but it's kind of boring. Yeah, the shallows is like its idiot cousin. That's oh just it's like trapped in a reef. That's Jesus. That was the spinoff no one asked for. <laughs> it's like Jaws worked thirty years ago. Let's do this. Oh man! All right, we're gonna wrap up the show because this is ridiculous. Um, we always appreciate you guys hanging in there. If you have, yeah. Right. <laughs> if there's if anyone, is there anyone left listening? Hello. Hello. <laughs> Alright, um, you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Listless Podcast. We are always putting up polls and all kinds of goody posts and stuff. Uh, our social media manager, Ali, is putting that up. I can't take credit for that. And neither can you guys. Because nope. we don't... And she also almost single-handedly shut down this yeah. podcast today by <laughs> sending a reference that we all got. Oh, God. Um, anyway... Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at JawsXBird and stay tuned for Character Fight Night Episode 1 coming. Uh, this is releasing what? Tuesday? Friday? Friday? Why don't you just say the date? Yeah. Next, really next Tuesday. Uh, While well, Josh looks up the date for Character Fight Night, I am Cameron and you can find me on Twitter at the Cameron Guy. I also use Instagram at thatcameronguy22. And you can find me on uh, both Twitter and Instagram at Hold Majimbles. Um, but I 
probably said it in an earlier podcast, I'm more on Facebook than anything. Um, I mean, if you want to send out a friend request, I'm Jim Manamoros on Facebook, so. Um, Tuesday, December 10th, episode one, Character Fight Night. It's a new podcast that I've created called about... Character Fight Night. Yeah, called... <laughs> about fictional, your favorite fictional characters battling one another, and we discuss who would win and why. So check that out. And the first episode has both of those geeks on it. Yes, yes. So, yeah, so we'll we'll be both on in it. there. We get to play uh, like pre-game sports announcers, but with the celebrity deathmatch type of deal. And less interesting. And less ecstatic. Less or less, more? Less interesting. Are we more interesting or less interesting than the, the, the pre-game sports announcers? It depends on if you really like sports announcers. <laughs> I guess you could just go listen to sportscasters <laughs> if you wanted to. But if not, then come listen to ours. This podcast or Josh's. Good. No, I, I dig it. Uh, Cameron and Ali will be on it next month. And um, yeah, go like the Facebook page. Do it. It needs love. All right, that's going to do it for all of us at List This. Again, we appreciate your ears. We'll see you next time where we list and you listen. See you later, guys. Thanks, guys.